0: This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torva. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influences, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. I don't know about UK, but I was personally so excited to find out that our podcast is part of someone's McDonald's routine on a Friday night. Oh, this personally was a career highlight for me because. I feel like you go to McDonald's as a form of celebration. So as this person, our listener, they use it to celebrate that it's the end of the week. And we used to go to McDonald's every Friday night when we were at uni to celebrate the end of the week. I think there's nothing better than when you go through the drive through and you have your first cold sip of a Coke and you just know, yes, it's the weekend. And then you have the salty chips. Oh my gosh. We used to drive around when we lived at home, just eating our McDonald's in the car. And it was the best. You can't wait till it's got home. You've got to eat it hot, I believe. And steal everyone's chips in the bag. That's right. Well, it was quite interesting because I put a question out to the group. What is everyone's McDonald's orders? And I was so interested to see the variety in there. And a lot of people did not realize after I shared my own order that you can actually ask for your bun to be steamed. Yeah, this is a public service announcement here for those who aren't part of our Facebook community. These steamed buns are absolutely life-changing. They are so fresh. Yeah, I can't take credit for it because I did hear the tip from Sky Wheatley on her YouTube channel. And one of our listeners pointed out that Brittany Saunders was a real advocate for the steamed bun as well when she used to go on (laughs) and on about what is the fish burger called? The fish fillet. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to say, everyone needs to go out and try that. We had a few questions in the group regarding it. So no, the people at the desk, oh, sorry, at the window don't mind you asking for it. It's not a big deal. And I do believe you can also ask for it on the self-service machine if you're too embarrassed inside the restaurant. Talking about interesting orders, we'll have to tell everyone about the order that we have created with our little cousin. So this has been going on for over 10 years now. So when our cousins were little, we would always ask for a mixed stewart. So our cousin, little cousin is called Stuart because he just wanted ice cream in a lid with M&Ms and they somehow created this for him. Well, I love that you say that because you can literally go in on the self-service machines and put whatever you like. Yeah, but this was pre-self-service machines. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was a pretty special order. It is a good order too. I've got to say, I was so excited about the McDonald's topic that I actually got McDonald's on the way here and I was really pumped because I was like, do I get a cheeseburger or do I get a chocolate ice cream? Now, the chocolate ice creams are that good for anyone who used to get the Milo ice cream in a tub. It tastes like that, but in a cone. It's it's amazing. Anyway, I lined up and I'm subsequently late to recording to get this ice cream. And I've got to say, it was the most disappointing ice cream I've ever seen. It was a pretty piss poor effort by whoever made it. I've got to say, when the girl handed it to me, I almost said, are you kidding? Do you know what was revolting pre-COVID when people would hand you the ice cream and they didn't have the gloves on? Oh I don't think she had a glove on but it did have paper on it. I did eat it but before I ate it I took a photo so I'm going to share that on our Instagram page because it really reminded me of that Instagram versus reality. So I'm going to put it side to side of how it's promoted. I've got to say it didn't look good but it tasted bloody amazing. And I've got to address the elephant in the room. Amy isn't here. It's not because we've had a huge bust up. Not this time. Not this time. She has, in fact, had a COVID test. So she is isolating at the moment. It's quite a hilarious story because last Friday after we recorded, Amy and I went to our favorite Indian restaurant in Adelaide. And it was quite funny because the four of us were sitting there. And a kid started coughing. And when I say coughing, I mean, like, it was the most disgusting noise I've ever heard. I don't know whether to do it into the microphone well, or not, should I? It sounded like he was coughing up a lung, basically. It was, this was the noise. <laughs> and I thought... oh, I thought that was a bit loud in my ear. Sorry for anyone who's got headphones <laughs> We'll turn in. that down. And I thought, is this kid choking? Anyway, it kept happening. And, you know, it's rather off putting when you're trying to eat a meal. And I saw the owner of the restaurant come out to a table next to the the family's table with the kid and she was complaining saying that she didn't think it was in the COVID safe plan to have a sick child in the restaurant, which she is well within her rights to say. The owner trying to keep everyone happy then sort of notified the family and they weren't happy and then it erupted into a restaurant brawl. Uh, I've got to say, it was bloody funny. I was just glad that I wasn't involved because I'm normally a smart ass that will make a comment because this woman basically said, you need to take your child home. They didn't agree. The woman said, my meal's off. I'm not having, I'm not ordering, you know, take my order back. Anyway, the family ended up storming out and everyone was happy about it. (laughs) However, subsequently... Amy is now scared that the kid has made her sick. I think so. she's just being precautious. I think she's absolutely fine. But, I mean, at the moment, you really just got to go and get the test, don't you, if you're not feeling flash? Oh, definitely. She made the right decision. We'll take uh, hotcakes and sausage. Uh, sorry, sir. We stopped serving breakfast. What are you talking about? We're four seconds late. No, you're 30 minutes and four seconds late. We stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. Ah, horseshit! shit! you want a happy meal we'll get you one of those happy meals you got a happy meal can we get a happy yeah. meal will somebody get you a happy meal now let's get into this week's social dilemma and it is are white lies okay in a relationship now this topic was sparked by confession week on maths where the contestants had to rate the other couples in order of attractiveness Kate for those who haven't seen it can you tell us what happened Well, everyone's calling it the hotness ranking, and essentially, the contestants had to rank the opposite gender in terms of attractiveness. So they were given headshots, and they had to basically do a lineup of who they thought was the hottest. Now, this went really badly for Bryce and Melissa. So for those who are playing along at home, Bryce is the absolute wanker that told Melissa that she was not ugly. Now, he's offended her further by ranking her number four out of the nine women involved. She then had her turn to rate him and she put him first. I feel so sorry for Melissa, especially having to go after him because what are you supposed to do? Be tit for tat and put him last? Yeah, well, that's kind of the situation that happened with Sam and Coco because Sam rated the women first and he's been very vocal about the fact that he wants a woman with big boobs and he has been really derogatory towards Coco and her appearance and her personality and he continued this bad behavior by putting her again at number four. She then decided to put him at number five and she said if she was being honest, she would have put him last. And I absolutely loved the fact because she said, I'm actually basing this on people's personalities. And he was shocked that Dan Andrews lookalike was ranked ahead of him. And before this whole ranking thing, he was going on about, oh, women care too much about their appearance and you know they're so hormonal that he's worried that Coco won't take it well. But funnily enough, when she ranked him as number five, he lost his shit and was saying, that she was being petty and that of course he wouldn't be ranked there and they had this whole argument about it so he was so fragile that he couldn't take the ranking and he's been giving but despite him giving her shit the entire process about her personality and her appearance it was just absolute bullshit what is going on in these men's heads not to just lie you were on this show to try and build a relationship with someone how are you going to do that by rating them lower than the people they have now become friends with oh, it just gives these women a complete complex. And let's be honest, the majority of women on this show are very self-conscious and are there because they've had really bad relationships. So I feel like it is so unethical of these apparent experts to be putting these women and men through this whole process. And I think the most heartbreaking thing for Melissa is she is in a genuine relationship with Bryce. It's been widely spoken about the fact Mm. that they've slept together. How would you then feel knowing that this guy you're dating is clearly thinking about the other women and rating them as more attractive than you. It's so ridiculous that they tried to spin this task as being, you know, an honesty task, because as we touched upon at the start, I feel like it's okay to tell your partner white lies if it's going to personally help them. And in saying that, I mean, like, what do you get from saying to your partner, oh, no, I actually find these people more attractive than you. Like, I- that's not constructive at all. And these people are at the very first stages of their relationship, but they haven't yet built any sort of foundation of trust. So I don't really see how it's helpful to honestly tell their partners who they find more attractive than them. Exactly right. And it's also basing the whole concept of a relationship on appearance, which is definitely not what a long term committed relationship should be based on. Obviously, that initial attraction is important. But, you know, there's a lot more than to people than their looks and not even including personality in the ranking scale is actually so absurd yeah it definitely is and and sadly this isn't just something that's been created for the show i mean both of us have experienced relationships where we've been rated against other women and i'll put it in, into context these were very young relationships but it still makes you feel insecure and not good enough. Oh, look, my ex-boyfriend was like 30 years old when he did this. So I don't think he has an excuse. I went to a cafe with him and it was a cafe that we frequented quite a lot. And he decided to tell me that the waitress working behind the bar was an 11 out of 10. Now this was based on another conversation where he said in front of, like we used to work together and he said in front of all the employees that I was, I think it was like a five or a four and a half out of, Ten now, married at first sight experts. If you are listening to the podcast, maybe get in touch with him because he might be a good contestant <laughs> for next year. <laughs> I definitely think he he would suit the men that are currently on the show. Well, Sophie, it's happened to you before. It wasn't as harsh as a four point five all ranking someone. You <laughs> know, you know, eleven out of ten. Yeah. Well, this was uh, my first boyfriend. We were for some reason we were sitting around rating people. I don't know why. Maybe this is a very young thing to do, and. I asked him what would he rate me out of 10 and he replied an 8.5. Look, and- look, that is a strong number, but in any circumstance like that, you want to hear 10 or you want to hear, you know, 11 out of 10. But I was Melissa in this situation and I, mm. when he asked me back, I said 10 because I'm sorry, but whoever you're dating, the answer is Ten, and the thing that was most offensive, I think, was the decimal point of the five. Yeah, like what? what there's a lot of d- thought being put into that decimal point. Yeah, like what? What made you not a nine? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I just think it's pretty disgusting. And I mean, as you said, what sane person does not rate you the top marks or put you ahead of other women? You know, I kind of understand when it's celebrities because I do find it interesting if I'm with someone to see who they actually find attractive. Like I've, we've got this ongoing thing that Reese finds Selena Gomez attractive, and for me, I found that quite uh, disconcerting because she doesn't look anything like me. So I feel like games like that—they're—they're. They're They're harmless. But it's different because those people aren't at arm's length. Those people aren't there to then socialize with. I mean, on Married at First Sight, how many of the couples have cheated and gone out with the other partners on the show? It's just setting that whole thing up. This is kind of like if you were on a group holiday with your friends and you decided at the start of the holiday to pull out headshots of everyone and rate each other on their attractiveness. This would not go down well at all. And it would spark a lot of jealousy and a lot of tension between the friends. Friends and the partners so I just don't know how they can pass this off at all at being a relationship building activity can I just say someone who has provided such excellent commentary on this is feminist icon Clementine Ford I have been following these religiously she is hilarious and just so spot on with her rants about this show oh I'm living for her rants it's bloody funny I think we're going to throw to a couple of the best ones surrounding this hotness ranking can I just stress that only an absolute piece of shit, garbage, fuckface, face, cunt bag, troll under the bridge dick wad would not put his own partner at the top. Because the twist in this task for functional human beings who actually understand how to treat other people is that you fucking lie. He puts her number four. A man who looks like that puts her number four behind the woman with tattoos and he doesn't even like girls with tattoos. The thing that I loved about this rant was when Clementine said, any normal, sane person who's an adult just lies. It is better to lie sometimes and save someone's feelings. But then we've got a juxtaposition with Bryce saying, you know, I'm not a good liar. I can't lie. I can't lie. I'm sorry. You are looking like the biggest douche." bag in the world at the moment Do you know it's going to be interesting if he cheats on melissa and manages to lie to her about you know covering it up like i feel like these men when they're put in situations where the lies help them they'll definitely be able to lie i also really liked her take on the fact that this show and the producers purposely target women who have been bullied or experienced cheating and then pair them with the most destructive partners and it is getting to a point where this show has become so disgusting and so morally corrupt that I really don't know why it is allowed on television anymore. Well, this comes off the back of former maths expert Trisha Stratford coming out and saying she actually felt really uncomfortable watching the dinner parties and that she left the show because it compromised her professional and personal standards. It took her a little while to leave, but I'm glad that she did because I really don't know how any of these experts get work after this or can practice in those sort of fields because what they are putting these contestants, in particular the women through, I find appalling. What what would you rate that out of 10? 10. 20. Out of 10! Yeah, but it's too good. It needs a 20. Let's get into the influencer rap. And YouTuber Molly May has really gone all out to spoil her boyfriend, Tommy Fury. Sophie, what is the story behind this over-the-top celebration? Yeah, well, Tommy's actually a professional boxer. So, before he went into the villa on Love Island, he was boxing professionally, but took a little bit of time off after the show. And his brother... Tyson Fury is actually a heavyweight champion so Tommy is hoping to follow in his footsteps. I love that you say that acting as if you're like all in the boxing world. I know you have watched Rocky but I'm assuming (laughs) that being a heavyweight champion is quite serious. It's quite a big deal. So basically Tommy has been on this really strict training schedule in the lead up to the fight and he's been forgoing all of his favorite junk foods over Christmas. So he fought against Scott Williams on the weekend and he beat him really convincingly and what I loved about about the whole lead up to the fight is the fact that molly may has designed tommy's boxer shorts are they called boxer shorts Bo- boxing shorts boxing maybe because boxer shorts are the <laughs> things you wear to bed that are silky that's right so oh sh- hang on they're probably the same thing i'm I- confused someone in the facebook community I think, let us no, know i'm pretty sure it's boxer shorts because i think the pajama variety is sort of you A know take off of yeah it. yeah surely well, Molly has actually designed these shorts and she has put her stuffed toy elephant Ellie Belly on the shorts. Now those who watch Love Island UK will remember that this elephant was on the show. And Tommy was somewhat of a father to this soft toy. Yeah, isn't it Molly May's like childhood soft toy? So she's immortalized Ellie Belly on Tommy's shorts. And for me, I would think that this would be slightly embarrassing if you're a professional boxer to have a soft toy on your shorts. I love the fact that Tommy is just embracing it, though, because Molly was vlogging the whole lead up to the fight and she was FaceTiming Tommy and she said, Tommy, show everyone who you've got with you at the moment. And he'd actually brought Ellie Belly along with him. And he's like, of course, my son's here. (laughs) The thing that's confusing, though, isn't Ellie Belly a girl? Well, I think because it's an elephant, it's called Ellie. So I think that could be a boy. Anyway, I love how that's your question. My question is, how can a professional boxer be sitting with a soft toy on his bed before a fight and be taken seriously? Like, I've got to say, I love it. I love that he's embraced I love this Yeah, I love, I love them both. They're complete couple goals. And I think what I love the most out of this whole story is the fact that Molly went and ordered this huge celebration for Tommy even before he won because she had to... You know get ready this whole balloon installation which had to be done obviously a week or so in advance well she's definitely keeping event planners in the UK with a, with a job because she had people come in and create this huge black and gold installation and she also had some of his favorite fast food which is called Archie's I've never heard of Archie's no. until I've seen a few UK influencers sharing about it yeah I was gonna say uh, it was the first time in Molly's vlog that I had heard of Archie's however I then watched Anastasia King's North vlog and she was getting all around it so I think it's a relatively new place in the UK yeah well I'm sure they got it for free because they literally had countless burgers fries thick shakes all of his favorite stuff piled up but they did put a disclaimer in that they were going to be delivering the rest of the food to Tommy's family who lived down the road it did make me think though because it was all set up before he arrived I'm thinking is that food going to be hot and are those drinks still going to be cold (laughs) did you think that as well yeah, actually, it didn't cross my mind. Oh, all I could think of was because I'm someone that has to eat food very hot. Like we were it has saying to be that hot. about McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean... I don't know how good the food would have been if they actually did deliver it to his family, but that's that's a whole other sidetrack. Well, he also had this huge, almost lifetime supply of American candy delivered to him by a brand, so he definitely indulged after that fight. Oh, I loved how the fact that they have this really nice apartment and they've got a wine fridge that's kind of embedded into the island, and they haven't used it for wine, but they've put all the chocolates on display, and it kind of looked like a hotel fridge when you opened it, but it just had everything Mm. you could ever want, and I've got to say, I felt really sorry. And I've got to say, I felt really sorry for Molly May because she's on a strict diet at the moment, but I think there's no way you could stick to it. that food in the house. Oh, I was just thinking that because if I have anything like that in the house, I just automatically consume it. Oh, that's why I don't buy chocolate anymore because it's not safe in my house at all. (laughs) And I just get upset stomach. Well, for anyone who is actually genuinely interested in the boxing side of things, there has now been this sort of war of words that's broken out by douchebag Jake Paul. Oh God. So basically Tommy's brother, Tyson, he kind of has been the shit in this oh. fight. He put something up praising Tommy for his win on social media and said, Jake Paul, where are you at? And for those who don't know, Jake Paul has been involved in two professional boxing matches before and won. And Jake Paul basically wrote back to him saying, I didn't even know that you had a brother. <laughs> so what I loved is because I got Tommy's voice in my head when I read this. Tommy wrote back, Mr. Jake Paul, I don't need anybody to do my dirty work. I'll call you out right now myself. You can fight me anytime, any place, anywhere. All you've got to do is get in touch look, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you think this is set up? Because Jake Paul is known for having massive fights on YouTube. You know, he gets, he's got so much money out of it fighting well-known people. Tommy Fury is very well known. It is 100% a publicity stunt, but you know what? I'm all here for it at the moment. Moving on and Lily Brown's mum, Nat, has appeared in quite a controversial photo shoot. Yeah, this whole photo shoot was very bizarre, but I feel like we've got to start at the beginning with Josh Brennan, who has just come on our radars now. Who is he? It's very confusing. So he is Chloe Zepp's sister's brother-in-law. So that is Kate Zepp's brother-in-law. I feel like there's quite a few Zepp's floating around and I found it personally amusing because Chloe has a sister called Kate, as you said, and also Amy, but no Sophie. So don't feel left out. <laughs> well, despite the very famous family, Josh doesn't actually have an Instagram account. Well, that's until now. Oh, of course, it would be within his best interest to make an Instagram account, surely. <laughs> so the first time I came across him was earlier in the week when... When Chloe shared about her new activewear campaign and he was one of the models in it so she did a shout out and said everyone go and follow him he's new to Instagram I did see this actually now I know he kind of looks a bit like Sam from maths I feel he's got that bit of a vibe about him yeah he does a little bit so he scored himself his first modeling gig for Chloe And now he seems to have scored a second modeling gig for this skincare company. And I do not know whether it's a joke or not, but in his Instagram bio, it says, for any bookings contact, Mitch (laughs) Orton. That kind of seems like a joke, but I don't know. I I would not be surprised if it wasn't. (laughs) Now, what has caught a lot of people's attention in this photo shoot, as you said, is the fact that Lily Brown's mum is one of the models in the shoot. And now to paint a picture for those who haven't seen it, Josh is standing in the middle. In grey tracksuit pants Just for, just to put it out there I can't stand when men wear grey tracksuit oh, pants I don't think grey tracksuit pants are a good look for anyone No, no offence to anyone No. Anyway so he is surrounded by Three models including Lily Brown's mum Who are wearing white knickers And no bra And they are shielding their breasts with their hands So is he topless as well? He is shirtless Okay. I'm in two minds about this shoot Because for one thing I want to praise the skincare company For actually using an older model Because Lily Brown's mum, Nat, she looked amazing in these photos. Yeah, she did look really good. And it was was actually really good to see, as you said, someone in that age group that also had red hair and fair skin. Mm. But the thing that I did find questionable was the way that this photo was showcased. So a lot of people were saying it kind of looked like an image that would be shared on Pornhub to promote (laughs) a video about a boy getting with his stepmom and two step sisters. And it really did look that way. I've got to say, I did find it interesting that the brand decided to use not influencers, but like influencer adjacent people. Do you think it's because they couldn't afford the influencers that they're trying to use people that are kind of, you know, Lily's fans will probably go have a look at it. Uh, The Zep's fans will go have a look. Well, that being said, the two other models in it, they had over 600,000 followers themselves. So I assume they would have been quite expensive to get. So they spent the budget there. I just think that the (laughs) brand must be connected to a lot of influencers, but... The other thing that I found a bit odd was the way that the female models were, were dressed in less. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he was wearing full tracksuit pants and then they're in, in knickers. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but he was shirtless as well. Like, I don't know this to me, if he was wearing a top, is he, was he actually shirtless? Cause I yeah, thought he was. To me, he was shirtless. So if the photos were taken above the waist, that would make mm-hmm. more sense to me is that, is that how they were taken or? Well, I don't know. We've just seen a sort of behind the scenes shot of it. But I don't know. Why are we kind of sexualizing a skincare brand? It's, well, very, it's a very odd form of marketing. Well, it's not really. I mean, sex sells and, you know, they're showing off all of their skin. So I can see that. Well, the thing that I just found so weird as well is like when I think of skincare, I think of something that's fresh and fun. But all of the models look terribly miserable in this photo that we saw. <laughs> We have to leave it, though, with my favorite comment, which was left on Aussie Influencers' post about this. Someone wrote, how can I unsee this? <laughs> And just to wrap things up, I'm so excited because The Bachelor have announced Jimmy Nichols as their next Bachelor. And it is so good to see someone new and not some recycled has been from another TV show or from the franchise itself. Well, I think the fact that The Bachelor at last year was so hugely unsuccessful and the majority of people on there were incredibly unlikable <laughs> that we're not seeing someone regurgitated from there And it is such a breath of fresh air to have some more diversity on the show because Jimmy is actually from New Zealand and has Fijian heritage. This was very exciting and I really am glad the franchise are starting to listen and I hope it's also reflected in the female casting. I really do hope we get a love story this year as well. I know. It was pretty cool. I liked seeing him in his pilot gear. Like, it's nice to see someone that has a real job that's a, The Bachelor. Like. And it's really rare to get someone who actually has a good job as well because, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people don't want to give up their jobs to go on this sort of show. But, I mean, it's COVID at the moment. What else are pilots doing? Oh, I just hope he hasn't got some former past as a stripper like most of them. <laughs> well, they have. it has been revealed that he has a former past in television. Oh. News.com has exposed his past All it was is that he used to be on The Price is Right back in 2012 as a model. Was The Price is Right a thing in 2012? That's what I was going to say. That's what shocked me more. The fact that that show was going on in 2012 because I remember watching it as a seven-year-old. That's bizarre. I literally thought that got wrapped up in the 90s with Sale of a Century. One of my absolute pet hates is when scrambled egg is like wet and watery. All that water would be like swimming in your bacon and then like touch your ketchup like that makes me want to vomit. It's time for snog, marry, avoid. And I see the irony now in us deciding to rank male celebrities. Uh, We're just going to say this is for a bit of fun. So uh, (laughs) this is an excuse. Um, So thank you to Alicia who has sent in this suggestion. Sophie, we get to choose from Matthew McConaughey, Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. Oh, there's some very good selections there. Mm. And I have to put it out there, I am a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I recently watched him in The Wolf of Wall Street and fell in love with him all over again. Yeah, he's very hot. I mean, he was an absolute dick, obviously, in that movie, but there's – He was a hot dickhead. There's something about Leo. He definitely (laughs) would be the one I would marry. It is a bit of a toss-up, though, because I do love Matthew McConaughey in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I did recently watch a movie with Matthew McConaughey. I can't actually remember the name, but he was in his early 20s in it, and I forgot how good-looking he was. So very controversially, I think I'm going to have to pick to marry matthew mcconaughey in his heyday only because i i mean i don't know too much about his personal life but i feel like leo would be a bit of a jerk in real life i feel like he'd be Mm -hmm. cheating on you getting new young girls on the yacht so i'm gonna have to pick matthew mcconaughey to marry leonardo dicaprio to hook up with and then i would avoid snog (laughs) and i would have to avoid johnny depp for his recent indiscretions you do have me thinking because as you say, Leo does like younger girls and we're now you know, we're turning thirty-two next week. Well he hasn't ever dated anyone over twenty-five. But I mean we what? do look twelve, so but that would be a huge ego boost for me to know that I had tamed Leonardo DiCaprio. So I yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna marry him, I'm gonna snog Matthew McConaughey and yeah, avoid Johnny Depp, no question about that. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time let's get into our recommendations and I'm about to pump Sophie's tires on the weekend she made the best cookies I've ever eaten and I don't say that lightly I I really don't give out many compliments when it comes to food so Sophie knew that this actually was very genuine and of course it is a Nigella Lawson recipe and we will leave the recipe in the show notes I've got to say though I asked Sophie to make the cookies for me at family dinner on Wednesday night and I was left disappointed yeah, I jinxed myself because I put these up on the outspoken Instagram story saying, oh, do you reckon these will turn out? And I stupidly went for a walk and trusted Brandon to take them out. He claims he took them mm. out when, he, when I asked. But when I got back, they were a little bit crispy. Do you know what, though? I feel like you made a rookie error by messing with the recipe. Like mm. you don't go against what Nigella suggests because the first time, so it's a very basic cookie recipe with, we'll put it in the facebook community yeah with choc chips in it like milk choc chips however sophie decided to overdo it and she put half milk choc chips and then half white And I've got to say, I don't think that it tasted as good and they were a little bit overcooked and I sound like a complete bitch, but Sophie, I really did pump your tyres about the cookies originally. Well, people have to try them because it's a really easy recipe to follow. You've just got to be there watching Mm. how long they take in the oven. Uh, They were elite, Sophie, and Sophie kindly let me take one home and I was meant to be saving it for Sunday night and I ate it while putting the groceries away. Well, my recommendation is a bit of an oldie, but it's a very good one. It is the in-betweeners and I religiously binge on this all the time. It doesn't matter how many times I've watched an episode, I can watch it again and still find it incredibly funny. You can tell Soph's edited the podcast because there's usually a very long in-betweeners quote between <laughs> like as a transition between segments. Yeah, I am a bit guilty of doing that. So if you don't have anything to do this weekend, and you've never seen it before, go and find it on Netflix because it is the best show. I am a sucker for English comedies. Uh, they are the best and they've got two movies as well. So your whole weekend's really set. That's right. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. If you're going through the drive through at the moment or you've just finished take a photo of your meal and tag us at outspoken underscore the podcast on Instagram. I'd love to see what you've ordered. Oh, I want to see if anyone tries the steam bun. And if you do, please let us know, tag us in an Instagram story of what you thought of it, or come into our community and share your experience. And can you please make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast? And if you haven't left a rating, we would really appreciate if you could leave us five stars in a review.